Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. Four women born in four different decades on a mission to help you eat right, get strong, and feel confident in your body. We have all struggled with our body image and confidence at some point, which is why we came together to create this podcast, to remind you that no matter how old you are, you can do this. All you need is support and us, your four empowered besties, to help you crush it on your health and fitness journey. Join us each week for an episode packed on not just what to do, but how to actually do it. We share the crap that no one else talks about because you deserve to succeed and we love keeping it real. Whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, or beyond, we got you covered. From four badass women to another, know that we love you, we appreciate you, and you deserve to feel good in your body. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm Kim Schlag. I'm hosting today along with my co-hosts, Sam Altieri, Marcy Nevin, and Sarah Duff. Hi, ladies. Hello, Kim. Hello, ladies. How's everybody doing today? Amazing. Thank you. Fabulous. Fantastic. We're doing a mini episode today, so we're not going to do like major life updates, but everybody, let's, uh, why don't you, why don't we all go around? Everybody tell me one thing that has made them smile already today. Mm. Oh my God. Ooh, ooh. Okay. I'll go. I'll go. Um, I recently started doing ceramics and pottery and, um, this I'm just like kind of dabbling in like all the arts and like finding something that really clicks. And I found a girl on Instagram who does this like full time, if not soon full time. And I reached out to her and who knows, but like, I just want to be immersed in it. So I'm hoping she'll be my friend. (laughs) Sam lives the lives of like 20 people at once. That's what I say. (laughs) It's like 20 different people. (laughs) Marcy, something that's made you smile already today. Well, I'm three hours and eight hours behind everyone else, so <laughs> I, I pretty much just woke up, but I will say my dog getting on the bed with me while I did my meditation and journaling, which he usually never does, so oh, that was sweet. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> the fuzzy feeling. That's mm-hmm. nice. I love like it. You really do love me. It's <laughs> not just for the food. <laughs> that's what I always thought it was. <laughs> Sarah, how about you? Um, so I found, I'm staying at my brother's at the minute. So I've been out exploring new territory, new new vibes. So that has made me smile. And I had the most delicious uh, quinoa salad at lunchtime, which made me smile very much. Not while I was eating it, because that gets awkward if you're trying to smile. <laughs> smile with your salad. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like the McDonald's ads. They're always, <laughs> the damn women are always smiling, eating their gross salad. I know you can't do that, but you do. Salads make me happy. Uh, so the thing that's making me smile, I am visiting my family in Tennessee. And uh, my mom is like the best homemaker ever. She's literally like Martha Stewart reincarnated. Ugh. And like every bit of her house is just welcoming and cozy and happy and festive, like from her front porch to like the bathroom, literally everything. And so- Everything makes me smile. And it's also just nice to not be in your own house. And like, I don't feel pressure about like all the projects laying around my house I should do because yeah. there's nothing here to do and her house is perfect. So oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah. Okay. So our topic today, we had um, Marcy submitted some topics that have been suggested to her for us to cover. And one of them was ways to deal with unsupportive friends and family. So we're going to do this in kind of a speed round today. We're going to, here are the ground rules, ladies. <laughs> oh, I love this. <laughs> uh, I, will, I will give you a question and you have 
you have less than, you have 30 seconds or less to answer. So it's going to oh. be fasting as we go. Okay. Kim, who do you think you are? <laughs> I am the person you know in charge much. today. <laughs> you know how much we talk. Oh my God. Right. I was like, if we're doing a, if we're doing a 15 minute episode, somebody's got, somebody's got to reel this, this group in. <laughs> okay. So I will be cutting people off. So that, that's, that's going to be the fun. It's like you're on a game show, ladies. Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> you ready? Okay. Question number one. What is your top tip that you give clients who have unsupportive friends or families? Sarah, go. Uh, remember that the reason that they're being unsupportive is generally down to their own fears and their own projections. It's not really anything to do with you. So take a step back, take a deep breath and remember you at the center of it all is the most important thing. Marcy. <laughs> be, <clears throat> be responsive, not reactive to whenever they make negative comments, because if you react to them and to their energy, then it's going to cause even more chaos, discord, and they will push back even harder. Love it. Sam. Um, be your own best friend and focus on the people that are bringing you up or that are alongside. Um, there's always going to be people that judge you or have something to say, like no matter where you are in your journey. And um, if you focus on them, then it feels gross. So focus on the good stuff, focus on yourself, be your own BFF, yo, like enjoy time with yourself. Love that. Amen. Okay, mine is going. Mine is going to lead into our next question. So my top tip is to ask for the support you need. So, ladies, how would you suggest people broach that conversation? Let's say you know you're talking to a client and they're like, "These people are not being supportive. I need support." How do we ask for the support we need? Best mm -hmm. advice on that. Let's go, Sam, first this time. Ooh, so I would say um, have a really clear why. Like, why are you making this change, and how it positively affects you and your health, whether it's physical, mental health, and then um, setting a boundary, having a hard conversation and explaining, hey, I would just love for you to support me in my journey to get healthier, right? No one can really say no to that. And they don't, they don't have to support you, but they, you know, it's like, okay, if you don't want to support me, then advice prior, which is let them go. Focus on the good peeps. Yeah. Love that. Uh, Marcy. Well, Sam took both of mine. So now I'm a... Uh, <laughs> she started with the first one. And I'm like, I'm going to use... I'm going to say the boundaries. I mean, I, I I just have to reiterate everything she said. The boundaries are huge, I think. Um, but yeah, just lovingly ask for what you not, what you want and tell them why the change is important to you and maybe come from the standpoint of how you are currently feeling and how that does not make you feel like the best version of yourself. And you are doing this because you want to feel better. And if you feel better, then it will positively impact everyone around you. Mm. Love that. Love that. Sarah. Um, I'm going to piggyback off the two ladies. And I will say before you actually have that conversation, sit down and write it out. Do not go in freeballing because if you're not feeling confident in having the conversation anyway, you will probably end up um, in a tangle and just like, I don't know what to do. So actually write it out and even rehearse it and don't feel stupid about doing that. Actually, it's so beneficial to be prepared. I love that. Yeah. Like really get your thoughts clear. Like, what do you need? 
Um, so my advice is to be specific, like ask for something specific. I'm going to give you an example. And this is going to lead into our next question is ladies be thinking of an example with a client that you've worked with of a hard conversation they've need to have. I think that will be useful for people to hear. So for me being specific, I have a client right now, um, really working hard to lose weight. Her husband is not like trying to sabotage her necessarily, but he constantly offers her his food. And so they'll go out and he'll offer her his food and then he'll keep doing it. And I'll keep doing it. And then eventually she's like, I finally, I'm like, okay, fine. And so we talked and I said, can you ask him specifically, feel free to offer me your food. I know you love me. I know you're just being polite, but if I say no, please do not ask again. And so that's the conversation she had with him, which it seems minor, but it's really useful for her to be that specific. Please do not repeatedly ask me if I want to taste your food. Ask me once. If I say no, please believe me. I do not want to taste your food. And that, and that has really helped her. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, situation, conversation, uh, one of your clients has had to have. Yeah. Um, I think having a conversation around um, focused and mindful eating, like instead of having, if you eat with a partner, you eat with somebody else, really making a clear boundary to be like, hey, I need and I want to eat without distraction, without looking at, like watching the TV or on my phone or whatever. And so if that means that I have to separate myself from you, then that's going to be what it means. But I would love to invite you to come to the table and like sit with me. Um, that can be really hard, especially if you're super used to like eating at the TV or like eating while working. It's like, really saying why it's important, which is like, when I don't do this, I overeat and I neglect my fullness. And like, I'm really practicing mindfulness. And this is one way that I would love for you to support me here. So that's a, that's a big one. Love that. Thanks. Sarah. Um, so I had a client recently who, um, a very close member of her family was a bit of a gossiper. And whenever she was with her, this person was choosing to try and involve her in the gossip. And she is on a journey of like healing herself and wanting to move forward and not, not being involved in these behaviors. So she had to have a conversation with the person involved about basically you can do what you want. You know, if you choose to continue gossiping about people, that is your choice. But when we are together, I love you very much, but this is not something that I want to participate in. So I'm putting the boundary in that when you are with me, this is not, we, we talk about other things. We talk about the world and all this, but specifically around gossip and stuff, I'm not comfortable and I will not be getting involved. And if you can't keep this boundary, then, you know, we will have to reestablish a new relationship and maybe not spend as much time together. Wow. That's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. Very, but well worth it. How was it received, Sarah? Um, actually, not not too bad. I think the person was a little bit like um, put out because she was feeding off the gossip. It was making her feel better about herself. So I think when my client spoke to her and she, I don't think she realized she was doing it as much as she was. Um, and so we've got a check-in, I think, next week. So I will get to hear exactly um, what, how the relationship has changed um, and if the person is respecting the boundaries. And if not, that's going to be another conversation around what happens next. Love that. Sorry, I was just deep in thought thinking about it. I forgot I was hosting for a minute. Oh, that has the sound quality. What is going on? <laughs> 
keep these people moving. I'm just thinking, Marcy. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I have a client who started with me recently. This is only her, I think, second week, maybe third week on the program, and she's actually reverse dieting. So we are trying to get her to eat more food because she's been under eating for quite a long time. And I do have her tracking macros. So she's weighing her food on a food scale and entering it into my fitness pal and all that. And I guess she was on a zoom call recently with her family and it came out that she is doing this. And I guess she went to eat an apple and she was like, Oh, this apple is, it's like too much. So it wasn't fitting into her numbers at that time. And her family freaked out thinking like, oh, you're not allowed to eat an apple. Like, what is this? And basically told them, told her to fire me as a coach <laughs> because I was creating disordered eating in her. And I was like, uh, no, not the case at all. Like it's the opposite actually. Um, but she just needed to have a little bit less of what she, what the apple. Um, and they took it to mean that she couldn't have the apple at all. And it's interesting because her sister who was on the call is a registered dietitian and was kind of projecting all of the stuff onto my client. And when we were talking through it, she said, you know, what I think it really is, is that my, my sister is upset that I did not hire her to help me on this journey, mm -hmm. which I think was very interesting. And that is often the case. It's usually not about you. It is about the other person and mm -hmm. her partner who she lives with also voiced concern after the call. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of worried that this is a little bit neurotic yet the partner has some very disordered eating patterns. So I think that oftentimes when someone is making a comment, it is because you are making them feel uncomfortable about something in their own life that they feel insecure about. So yeah. My, that is so true. Yeah. So we did what Sarah suggested and she actually kind of wrote out a script and had the conversation with her partner the next day. I don't know exactly what was said, but she did tell me it went very well and you know, her partner is on board and I'm not sure what has happened with her sister if they've had that conversation yet, but it was pretty eye-opening. <laughs> mm. So Marcy, this leads me to my, uh, my last question for us here, ladies which is what do we do? What should people do if someone in their life is actively sabotaging them? So sometimes people just aren't being supportive because they're not clear on what we want or it's just hard for them. Um, we haven't spoken clearly to them. What if we speak to somebody clearly, we express like this is the support we need and somebody's actively trying to sabotage us or this, this person. So here's my questions for you then ladies. One, has this happened to you or a client? And if so, how did you approach it? I will share my experience and then we're going to go, we'll go Marcy next. Um, so this happened to me personally when I was making a very big lifestyle change. I was uh, extremely overweight. I was obese. I was starting to make big changes and my best friend, it was what Marcy was talking about. I think she felt very judged because this is how we'd always eaten. This is how we'd always, this is how we socialize. This is what we did. And she did not like my changes at all. And she spoke that a lot. But then eventually she started actively doing things. She would deliver like cookies to me. She would bring me donuts. Like she would actively go out of her way to like bring me my favorite stuff. And not just in a like a sometimes thing or just kind of being sweet. Like it was very obvious. She was actively trying to, um, to sabotage me. Eventually the way I decided to handle this was to completely stop talking to her at all, at all about the changes I was liking. I was making in my life. Didn't matter how important it was to me. Like there was no comment. I never talked about what I was eating or why or how I was working out or why. I just didn't bring it up. 
And I was very careful when I spoke to not say anything that anybody could argue with. And so if she offered me something, I would literally say, oh, that's so nice. I'm just not hungry because nobody can tell me that I am. And it's not that like, I don't have enough calories through that or like I'm, I already had a donut today. There's nothing anybody can say to I am not hungry, right? Except for, what do you mean? And I can just be, keep saying, well, I'm just not. And so, <laughs> you know, like, so they really could say, looking, oh, a couple bites won't hurt you. And I'll just say, oh, thanks so much. Just, you know, I'm just not at all hungry. I mean, you can just oh. sound, I would sound like a broken record. I wouldn't discuss it with her. And it eventually got better. So that was my personal experience. And I, I do find this comes up with clients. Marcy. You know, I have been very fortunate over the years that this has happened to me so infrequently. And I would not even call it sabotage. It's just, I think other people making sure that I am trying, like that I'm enjoying myself essentially. So the only person who has really kind of been a pain in the ass about this is my brother. And it would usually come around the time when we were having dessert. So if it was someone's birthday, for example, and the cake was coming out and we talked about this on the emotional eating episode, I am like severely gluten intolerant and I do all of the baking for my family, but I don't eat it because I avoid gluten and I just don't go to the trouble of baking gluten-free. It's, I don't think it's the same and I want people to enjoy it. So every time that would happen, and this was years ago, my brother would always make a comment about it. Like, oh, come on, just have a little bit. Oh, it's not going to hurt you. And eventually I just had to tell him like what my health situation was and that allowed him to finally not make comments. And so he doesn't make comments anymore, which is very nice. So yeah, I'm fortunate that it hasn't come up too much, but just had to be honest. And it's difficult because there are some situations where if it's a friend and your values are just not in alignment anymore, like it's okay for those friendships to change or to end. There's nothing wrong with that. If you feel like that is what is what's best for you, but it can be a little bit more difficult when it is family and you can't actually cut that person Mm -hmm. out of your life. You know, um, I could choose not to spend time with my brother if I didn't want to on my own, but I can't prevent my parents from inviting him, my sister-in-law over for dinner. So it's just having the conversation to try to nip it in the bud as best you can. Thanks, Marcy. Sarah. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, I haven't really had anyone that I would say has tried to, has tried to like sabotage anything I was doing. And um, I think I've said this before, but I did part way from an actual group of friends because they we basically just grew apart, and they were not really they didn't really understand or be supportive of uh, my change in lifestyle of not going out partying and drinking, um, and also kind of venturing into you know being a you know, entrepreneur, however you want to frame it. And so I got to the point where I was just like, no, do you know what? This isn't, this environment isn't supporting me. These people are not adding value to my life. They do not make me feel good. They're sending my energy all out of whack. So, you know, it's time for me to just part ways. And that was, that was what I did. And like Marcy said, it's not always possible when it comes to, you know, certain people in your life, but there is always ways to minimize the amount of time spent. And like you did, Kim, which was just to not talk about the thing that would seem to be causing the trigger of the person feeling like they needed to behave in, in such a way. Um, so yeah, I, again, don't have any direct experience, but that's kind of my contribution. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. Sam. Yeah, I think this definitely is a big, uh, is a big one for me. Um, 
I mean, if we go back like a, uh, I don't know, probably like a year ago in our episodes, I think we talked about about this a little bit, but um, yeah, I've had a lot of things said to me or like not said. It's almost like the, what people aren't saying, but you know, is like happening inside of, of their head or judgments they're making, whether it's down to like, you know, deciding to want to have a healthier, like choice at a restaurant purely because it's going to make me feel good after not because of aesthetics like it's like i know i just i want a salad because like i like them like i love a salad with all the toppings and all the things like i would rather eat that than something else and i think i um it used to happen a lot more but i think just because i've been on that health journey for a while it's it's totally died down um but i have had like experiences where people have told me like oh like you're you're you do too much or like you work out too much or um you like they're just basically telling me I'm too much and so it was making me question like am I doing too much should I not be doing this but I really like it like and it's not you know at this point in my life it's not an unhealthy like it's not disordered it's like no I just really enjoy this like And so I've realized like, it's just their own insecurity of like, they maybe don't have something that they really like and like have found a lot of passion in. And I have to let that go because as a like, as a core, like one of my core things was a people pleaser. And like, I wanted to fit in. And it was really hard when I felt like I didn't fit in. And like, I felt like an outcast or like the things I was doing were getting told that they, they didn't fit in. So that's been a, um, something I've unlearned for sure. And now I'm just like, you know what? Like I am who I am. Like the hobbies I have are what they are. I love doing my thing. It's always something different. And that's just how I roll. So yeah. Thanks Sam. Well, we're going to end it there. I hope that this mini episode has been useful for you in thinking about how to ask for the support you need, how to manage um, when people are sabotaging you um, and how to have these difficult conversations we will be ne- back next week and we're looking forward to talking to you guys again. Thanks for Bye. being here, lady. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.